Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Block Talk Radio. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Um, and I hope everyone is having a very, very good day here. Um, okay, so I've got a couple people asking me questions in the chat. Listen, guys, I, I, I can't actually type and, and talk um, while I'm, I'm on air, so you're going to have to uh, bear with me on that, okay? Just not, uh, not possible. Anyway, um, okay. So, um, anyway, again, if it's your first time tuning into Snake Oil Radio, I'm here every week on Thursdays, and I am going to, um, uh, and I'm going to actually move the show to a little bit of a later time in February. I'm going to move it to 3:30 Mountain Time. Um, I think that way uh, more people will be able to catch the show. I know I'm on right in the middle of the day, which can be hard for people. Okay. So uh, all of that said, uh, my name is Shin Ventura. I am a um, uh, radio show host. I'm an author. I am a navigational consultant. I do astrology and numerology and tarot and rune stones and all kinds of good stuff that way. Um, and I have been doing it for, for many, many years now. So I do private sessions with people. And uh, in the last couple of years, I have started doing my radio show here and um, have been doing it for a couple of years now. Um, if you're not already on my mailing list, you can email me at uh, VenturaSag at Yahoo.com or at VenturaWords at Mac.com if you want to get on my free mailing list to receive my monthly column. What I usually do in the show is I usually, for the first show of the uh, month, I will uh, do my uh, read my monthly column aloud, and then I'll kind of comment on that and talk about it. Uh, generally, with the second uh, Thursday show, I do an interview show, and then this show, uh, third show, today is, of course, up for grabs. We're actually going to be talking about um, astrology today, because I know it's a subject that is of a lot of interest to uh, a lot of people, and uh, causing some controversy, so um, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, next week, uh, I won't have a specific subject I'm going to be open to taking uh, more phone calls from people next week. So if you're if you're asking about that, yeah, the last uh, show of the month is usually better for that. Even though I do try to squeeze in some time toward the end of each show for that as well. But uh, again, I want to first really really start off by talking about um, this new astrology. I see we have a couple of comments here from that. Uh, Diana. Uh, C, I hope I'm pronouncing you, your name correctly. I probably am not, but uh, I am. Uh, I am appreciating your your comments on the new astrology already. So, just to kind of familiarize everyone um, with a lot of this, what had come down the pike in the last couple of weeks was some news reports that seemed to splash all over the place about the discovery of a thirteenth sign, as well as. Um, uh, the changing of signs, according to a scientist that found this information out, uh, uh, Dionysus. Okay, all right, now you're pronouncing your, your name correctly. That's better. Um, okay, so uh, anyway, so yes, this all this information came out in the news, and I, of course, got bombarded by a number of calls from people who... Um, 
were a little upset about it, uh, to say the least, and were, were curious about what was going on. So talk a little bit about that today and see what we can piece together in this area. I have uh, studied astrology for a very, very, very long time, and I definitely, as usual, have my own opinions about that as well. Uh, hold on one second here. Let me just type in this response here. Um, all right, and I'll be right back with everybody here. This is why I try to tell everyone I, I can't, uh, uh, I can't uh, talk while I'm, I can't type while I'm, uh, <laughs> while I'm on air, guys. So okay. So anyway, this said, uh, let's talk a little bit about it. So uh, you know, the news again, the information was it was a discovery of a 13th sign, and again, it had shifted the astrological signs. For a lot of people, they kind of found themselves being pushed back a sign. So if you were Cancer. You were now quote unquote Gemini, you know, if you're Sagittarius, you were now Scorpio. Um and uh the thing that is uh most interesting for me, of course, when I really began to kind of look at this and research what was going on here, um I am in, my birthday is November twenty ninth, so according to this new information, I am actually the new sign. So uh which is um Something like, let's say, I think they're calling it Ophiakis. Ophiakis, I believe. I'm probably completely massacring the pronunciation of that, by the way, too. So I'm actually that, according to this information, I'm actually the new sign. I had my sister, whose birthday is November 30th, call me and, and ask me about what she thought of, <laughs> thought of it, too, and I gave her my opinion on it. Anyway, so of course I did the research on it. So a couple things I want to say first before we get started. And... Um, uh, one, really, really looking at this, uh, first thing to focus on is the fact that it's not actually new information, guys. Um, really, astrologers have debated this for a very, very long time. There's all the other all the other debates that exist. For instance, that there's an added um, planet um, that is just outside of um, Pluto, that actually would be the ruler of Virgo. Uh, that was one of the other things that has been debated for a very, very long time. Um, that said, also there is, uh, you know, there's always been debate going back and forth about equal house placement, equal sign placement. Um, I mean, some, uh, you know, with this edition of the 13th sign, um, you know, of course it, it creates an uneven balance in the zodiac. You know, many astrologers, there's different types of astrological measurements for houses and signs to begin with. Um, most uh, of us use a placidus system, even though there's equal house systems, Koch systems, different types of systems. Because the truth is, guys, there's really no actual lines in the sky. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're, they're, they're making estimates of where one sign begins and one sign ends, and also the same dynamic of where one house begins and one sign ends. So... The discovery of of uh, Ophiuchus is not really again a new discovery. You know, it's actually very interesting because I, you know, I, I did really allow myself to um, to check out the information on this particular sign, which again would, of course, according to this, be me. And some interesting uh, pieces of information. I'll, I'll share this with everyone. If you are this new sign, um, Ophiuchus is the interpreter of dreams, of vivid premonitions. Attracts good luck and fruitful blessings. Um, serpent holder, lofty ideals. The seeker of peace and harmony. Doctor of medicine or science or naturopathic. Aids increases, joins or gathers together. 
poetical, inventive nature, expanding qualities, seeks higher education and wisdom, overseer or supervisor of work, fame either grand or completely misunderstood, longevity, aspirations of healing the ills of man, architect, builder, reaches for the stars, figuratively and literally, uh, astrological talents, intuitive, large family indicated, but have to be separated from them when they're young. Uh, number 12 holds great significance, foresight and good fortune to benefit from hard times, has secret enemies and family or close associations, many jealous of this subject, notable father, apple of father's eye when young, high position in life expected, highest fame and legend comes after death, feelings of Grandular, grandular, I think it's probably supposed to be grander, grander. <laughs> wise, genius uh, mentality, likes to wear clothing of vibrant colors, plaids in particular, uh, receives a favor of authority. Okay, so the, the sign was considered the um, serpent handler, and that, that you know, if anyone's familiar with uh, the medical symbolism of the cacatus, they show the two entwined snakes. Well, Cosmic joke in all this for anybody listening and paying attention to me here today, of course, is that you know I named my column years ago Snake Oil, so it, anyone can probably see the humor in that as well, too, that now I'm quote-unquote supposedly the sign of the snake handler in that sense since my column is called Snake Oil. Um, and uh, and I know quite a bit about this subject. So, absolutely, when I read a lot of these interpretations, they many of these characteristics, I'd probably say, you know, four out of five of them definitely would fit a lot of who I am, even though to me, anyone really, really listening to this can also feel like these are a lot of very Sagittarian qualities to begin with in that sense. So, what I feel about this new sign is, you know, to me, I'm still a Sagittarius. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about this whole idea and then uh, I'll ask for some input, and maybe we'll take some calls in uh, a little while. But um, uh, so uh, okay, so great. Here we're getting a comment here that I do want to that I do want to uh, bring up. Let me see here. So, and that's the whole issue here. One, we're also talking about sun sign influences. So we are far more than that when you study an astrology chart. They we are moon signs and Mercury signs and Venus signs and Mars signs and. Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, all of these things. So one thing is if you if you completely shift the horoscope and the system around, you're also going to change all the other elements in your chart as well, too, since everything is, quote-unquote, going to shift. Now, if we do that and you were to do a full chart, again, your chart would end up sounding a lot like your current chart, really when it all comes down to it in that sense, because other things would shift as well, too. And in the long haul, it would, again, sound very, very similar. That said, the big debate is, do you do this? Should we do this? Should we, should we change the uh, zodiac at this point in the game? Now, one of the things that I always like to explain to people that will, will help give some insight into this is, in, in a very, very um, simple way, to, to explain this, like even if you look at something like feng shui as an example, there are people that square by only eastern feng shui. In other words, the directions are based on uh, if you had lived if you live in the east um, there are other people in the west who absolutely swear by western feng shui where many of the the directional placements of things would be completely different in the west now i personally started studying feng shui many years ago and um, initially started off with western feng shui but found myself being drawn more to eastern feng shui even though they both work to some extent, I found that Eastern Feng Shui 
was far more efficient and, and really fit more for me and worked better. So uh, I'm, I'm leading actually to a point here. <laughs> you guys will catch this as, as I, I work around to this particular idea. So the other thing is, if you, if you, for instance, if you study uh, Tarot, when you begin to look at all the different books of interpretations of tarot cards, you will, as a general rule, find a lot of similarities in terms of what the cards mean. But you'll also often find authors and people who absolutely disagree or are completely out in left field in that sense in terms of what they perceive a um, uh, you know meaning of a card to be in that sense. So the truth is, you know, the truth is somewhere contained in between all of these things. So there's always going to be these debates and arguments about what a card means, what it doesn't necessarily mean, and we see the same dynamic occurring within the structure of astrology. And that's what's really coming to surface at this point. And the thing is that what I've been trying to tell people is astrology is a lot like, and I know I can hear people groaning as I'm getting ready to say this, but in many ways astrology is a lot like uh, studying geometry. And if you go back to your geometry studies in high school, and I know probably the majority of human beings do not want to go back to that in the first place. I, by the way, actually liked um, geometry a lot. It's not uncommon for a lot of astrologers to be somewhat mathematical. So to me, once I figured it out, I actually liked it a lot. But the way that geometry works is basically in order to produce formulas, you set up a series of kind of bases or givens that we um, that we then draw our um, formulas from, in that sense. So we have to establish those. So astrology, in many ways, works very, very similar. What's actually going on is we are establishing um, certain um, agreed-upon structural placements of signs and houses and these particular angles. Now, the, the larger group of people who study it, you know, the more people who believe and, and follow these particular principles, of course, um, the more energy is now placed behind it in that sense. So the majority of people, I think, will continue to work with this, um, the old astrology, in other words, the way we have been doing it with 12 signs and, in that sense, because, again, more people believe in this, more people follow it, and um, it is a very, very workable system, actually. One of the things about uh, dividing the astrological chart into 12 houses and into 12 signs is there is a cohesiveness mathematically that is very, very even. So all of the, the, the detail aside, one of the things that I see here with this particular um, dynamic that people are arguing about in that sense is whether this man is accurate or not, really, in essence, I think the new sign um, is something that exists. And again, I, I, I see it more as a place between Scorpio um, and Sagittarius, honestly. Like, it's kind of a midpoint between. But it's interesting because the more you study astrology, you'll begin to see that there are all kinds of fixed stars and other signs that are squeezed in and asteroids. and other, all, I mean, it's absolutely uh, uh, astronomical. For, for lack of a better word, in that sense, to begin to study the amount of material that's available astrologically if you begin to study it in that sense. Like, for instance, if you look at your chart, like I, I know a number of people in my life who have no earth in their chart. So what that means when someone says they have no earth in their chart, it means they don't have any um, Taurus, Capricorn, or um, 
or Virgo in the chart, which are the Earth signs. So uh, the truth is, you, they often will be drawn to people who are very Earth-oriented in their characteristics in order to balance that quality themselves. They'll often be finding a need to develop more grounding, more stability to make money, to be successful in order to Earth themselves in that sense. But the truth is, again, if you really look at someone's chart and they say, well, I have no Earth, you'll often find that there are asteroids and all other kinds of influences that were in Earth signs when they were born. So the truth is, at some level, they do have Earth in their chart. It just may not necessarily be as pronounced as some of the other elements that we tend to notice. So what I see in my explanation that I'm trying to bring to everyone's awareness here about this new sign um, is that... It is there. You know, no one's imagining it in that sense. And again, absolutely, there may be a shift in where the planets were initially from this position and where they are now. But I think that because the system works very, very well, it's up to people to decide which way they want to go with it. I personally will probably continue to use the uh, more traditional 12-sign 12 house placement that I have been using for years because I found that it works. And uh, my friend here in the chat room makes a very good point. Uh, she mentions that she doesn't use other people's understandings, though. Absolutely. One of the things that you'll find when you study astrology or tarot or numerology or, or any of these things in that sense is with study you'll begin to find that really to become a good astrologer, or a good tarot card reader, or any of those things, actually requires personal study and being able to... Um, okay, so you're a guy. See, that I'm, I'm messing that up at multiple levels for my, my gentleman in the chat room. Princess of Egypt, by the way, thank you. I hope you sent me your question. I, I will get to it in the next couple of days also. And if not, then uh, absolutely please um, come back in next week and, and ask it to me that way, but I'll probably answer you through the through the other... Vehicle, all right. Um, okay, so good. Thanks for talking to you again, and have a great day. Go back to school here. Um, okay, so yes, and my apologies to my other friend in the chat room. That is a guy in that sense. Um, so, uh, okay, so back to that thought. Absolutely. The way that we will really become an expert is really through study. Like, I mean, you know, I, I know when I first started studying Tarot as an example, initially I had um, – I had a lot of trouble picking up different books and different texts kind of talking about what the different uh, meanings of the cards were. And, you know, I tried to follow the ones that seemed a little bit more coherent, a little bit more clear, but I found that, um, honestly, through my studies, that some of the authors really had nailed it where they kind of had the meanings down. But the truth is my expertise in reading Tarot actually came from hands-on knowledge of my own readings along with reading for others and beginning to deduce and collect information experientially. Because every time I saw that card, I saw that information through different people, I began to see the link in what it meant and what it implied. And that's what began to uh, be my road to, to developing an expertise and being able to read tarot cards. So the same dynamic is really also occurring when we are looking at astrology. The more you study your own chart and then, of course, begin the process of looking at other people's charts, the more you're able to deduce things and, and, to, um, and to figure out information 
from uh, personal observation and experience. You know, it, it, putting this very, very simply, you know, the more um, Aries people that you've talked to and charts of theirs that you've looked at and begin to understood, the more you begin to understand the way you begin to understand the way Aries thinks. Um, and and there really is a different way in thinking. Um, so uh, okay, so I want to uh, let's see. Um, we have our friend here. He says he's a Gemini with Mer- Gemini with Mercury and Gemini and square the Moon in Pisces. Um, okay, interesting. I want to comment on that too. Uh, you know, I have a chart. Uh, my uh, in my chart, I have a square between um, Virgo and Sagittarius in my chart. Kind of a biggie, actually. Um, for the most part. Uh, most of my chart is a lot of trines and sextiles. I kind of have a somewhat easy chart, except in this one area where I have a kind of a rough square between uh, Sagittarius and Virgo. So uh, shifting gears on this conversation a little bit with a square, because this is one of the things that, that is so significant, I think, in the first place about looking at um, – okay, I've got a caller here, so I'm going to get the caller in a minute – um, this is one of the things that's so significant about looking at squares and angles and chart, because really in reality they are probably more important how the signs and the planets play with each other, and that's not really going to change no matter what in that sense. Um, so let me let me throw the call-in number here for anyone else who might want to comment on this. Uh, the call-in number here for the show today is 646-200-3966. Uh, if you'd like to call in and want to comment that way, again, otherwise you can comment in the chat room. And I'm going to switch gears. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, a couple, a little bit more about this whole area, um, and uh, we'll, we'll continue for that. I think I'm going to take my caller here. So, okay, three four seven. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, hi. Good. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. This is Dionysus. How are you? Oh, oh, good. All right. So you called in and. See now that sounds so easy to pronounce. Now that you said that. <laughs> it's all right. Everybody makes the same mistakes. First, right. they say my name incorrectly, and then they identify me as a female. It's all right. <laughs> right. Like absolutely. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I, yeah, uh, right. This is, you, it sounds like you got the right the right perception of it anyway. Too. You take everything with a grain. Yeah. So, yeah uh, um, but just to comment on a, a, a little bit, I mean, I've commented a great deal in the chat room. Anyways, <laughs> I never shut up. But uh, um, right, you're a Gemini. I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> but you know, as I was saying in the chat room, when it comes down to this this new astrology, uh, quote unquote, I I actually first perceived it as being a hmm, I guess a way in which to make the media more prone to spending money on astrology as opposed to just being this new discovery by an astronomer. But because, you know, as you mentioned earlier, this has always been an ongoing right battle between Eastern and Western astrologers, you know, as to whether we should include this 13th sign and view um, the zodiac through um, the heliocentric perspective, which is from the perspective of the sun or through a geocentric perspective, which is from the perspective of Earth. And when right. it comes down to it, I mean, the simple defense is that we don't live on the sun. We live here on Earth. And, you know, tropical astrology, for that matter, is based on the four seasons. It's not based on the constellations per se. We utilize those constellations as markers, but 
all of the different characteristics associated with the 12 zodiac signs for tropical, eastern, or common astrology is based on the 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 seasons and you know the different philosophical associations to the seasons and what they represent for instance scorpio being uh, a a period in which um you know flowers and plants die and that's kind of basically where a lot of the the characteristics began um or the the personality traits um began being ascribed to this, the 12 astrological signs, it was related directly to the seasons. For instance, springtime uh, was a time in which, um, you know, action, new projects, new beginnings, the flowers were reborn and, and brought to life, and they they kind of reflected the individuals born during this time period. Whereas during the month of Scorpio, when the flowers and the plants die, you know, it kind of related to the 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 individuals born during that time when, you know, it was it was a bit cold and, um, you know, it was quiet, kind of dead outside in your neighborhood. And people reflect these energies, you know, they reflect their environments. And so that's the basis of tropical astrology. And it makes sense. Absolutely. And, you know what, and I, um, I, I would completely agree with you, um, I appreciate your, your healthy cynicism on, on commenting that it was somewhat of a, a media ploy or, or something to Definitely. kind of charge people up a little bit. I thought that immediately when I heard it, too, the same, you know, and I, I sometimes have to be careful. I don't want to be too too cynical. I call it being a realist, actually, in yeah. that sense, and realize why there are motivations. And, you know, I'm sure this guy wanted to launch himself into the limelight a little bit in that sense and kind of stir things up. Well, but um He's an you know, astronomer, so, it, so you know he's not an yeah. astrologer. He doesn't care about astrology per se. I just right. feel that the reason for it being publicized and you know and um, mentioned in the manner that it was mentioned uh, to through the media was in order to bring in a new crowd of consumers for this. Because when you think back to the Ghost Hunter, uh, you know, series and all this medium and all these different spiritual-based television shows, um, you can thank Uranus and Pisces conjunct Jupiter for that, but when you think back to them, you know, there's someone monopolizing off of this, and I think that the economy is suffering, you know, right now, and so it's going to, the government or whatever, whoever directs these publications are going to look for different ways in which to make money, and they're, they're going to use spirituality. Right. As a way to benefit. And so, you know, they started with the mediumship and with, uh, you know, the Ghost Hunter series and all this other, uh, you know, spiritual contact angel type of stuff. And now they're moving to astrology in order to make, you know, to to make more money. That's just kind of what I feel. I, I released a whole blog about it as soon as I heard it. And, right. You know, and, and, yeah, and, and you bring up a very valid point in that sense. Uh, absolutely. I mean, that, that is a big part of the what makes the world go round in that sense. But yeah. also by the same token, like, I mean, I also think that, um, you know, it's often very, very funny because sometimes people will say things to me like, you know, oh, I don't really believe in astrology. I always <laughs> sort of laugh because I think that I always say the same thing. I'm like, you're not believing it doesn't change its effect and yeah. what it necessarily is. You know what I mean? So it's sort of a dumb statement in that sense. It's more of an accurate statement to say, I don't really know anything about that. I don't have any awareness of it in that sense. Um, yes, but you're you're right. I think you made some interesting points about 
really looking at when we're born being very, very significant to um, to the, the feeling tones of who we are in that sense at a basic personality level in that sense. Um, yeah. Those to me are really good astrologers are not people that necessarily just read charts. Good astrologers are interpreters of charts. Yes, and that, right. And could pull the cohesiveness of that together. Because you may have a tremendously, you know, like you had pointed out this in the chat room in your own chart where you have um, a square between uh, Mercury in Gemini and a moon in Pisces yes. in that sense. Um, those are very divergent um, you know, signs that aren't really necessarily in agreement with each other. Yes, it's reason so, versus, you know, what's that? Um, it's reason versus unexplicable feelings. You know, right? And so it it makes sense that they that they they um are in conflict with one another. Absolutely. But what's kind of interesting is, and I think this is what we learn as we get older, and I've certainly learned this through astrology as well as experientially. Um, you know, your squares actually are in your chart are actually our assets because they kind of kick your ass, so to speak, and, and force <laughs> you to grow and readjust and fix and reevaluate in that sense. But really, as you get older, and you know, I'm 46, so I mean, the squares that I have between Sagittarius and um, my Sagittarius sun sign and a, a conjunction of uh, Mars, Uranus, and Pluto in Virgo. Oh, oh have, yeah, you're like um, my dad. You're, you're in yeah, here. It, mm-hmm. it, right. It, it, you know, it, it, it caused some difficulty, but also, like what it also will do is it will force you to grow and evolve and, and change and find a way to harmonize those two elements. And, uh, even though I don't know if you ever harmonize them, as much as you find a way to make them workable or usable, in that sense, yes, and I think that's what astrology comes down to anyway um being usable um and accessible and understood by the public as a means of um i guess helping someone to understand themselves and to understand their purpose, their life purpose, and why they're here on the planet, as you mentioned earlier it's a navigational system. I call it um, a, a, an omnipotent outline. That's what I call it. And right, right. It's, it's uh, I guess, some people say art slash science. I just think it's, you know, a tool. It's a tool that can be used in order to help us assess, as I said, who we are, what we're here to do, um, our challenges, our conflicts, um, you know, who we're here to interact with, what our message is to share with other people, who we're here to relate to, et cetera, et cetera, what we're here to change, clean up. And right. I think that what's more important than just the sign changing is, and and this is what comes out of the sign change that I found to be positive and benevolent, and that's that the public gets to have a greater awareness of astrology because through this 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 grand or national announcement, people actually look to get, get to look to astrologers, and they they actually interact with them and say, "What's this all about? Teach right. me astrology. Help me understand what this means." And so that's what I think the most positive thing um, that comes out of this sign change thing um, is. I think that it's up to us astrologers, or you know, 
or metaphysicians or astronomers or whatever you may call yourself to help those who are now their their eyes have been you know no their ears have been opened and unclogged and so now they're listening they're listening to what people have to say about astrology but now it's for the astrologers to show them to open their right. eyes and to make them see how this plays out in real life and i think that that's more important now than simply focusing on the sign changes so on because it's real it's so right. real i mean oh my god <laughs> yeah and, it's there's no question i mean you know it's funny cuz for me from having done this for so many years I often, um, it's not, not difficult for me to, a lot of times to talk to a person for a few minutes to be able to tell what their sign is, and people find that to be kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not always right, but uh, a lot of times people look more like their rising signs anyway in that sense than necessarily their sun signs. But yeah. what I found also that I think is a very important thing about astrology, and it probably stems from my perceptions as an individual with a Libra moon, the other thing that's so valuable about astrology is when you understand your own astrology and even a, a little bit about the people around you, it, you, we also develop a tremendous tolerance for the differences in human beings yeah. and why someone who's cancer, who's married to, a, to a, a Sagittarius, if we begin to understand that that person doesn't necessarily think like they do and that in and of itself is not a problem. So there's, to me, there's tremendous value in it being a tool for people to learn even how to get along better in some respects and, and understand that we all have these different priorities and focuses um, while we're all still linked together. I mean, you know, in reality, everyone has every sign somewhere in their chart. Yes. You know, a, a very common you know misperception that a lot of people have. But we often will have areas that are more, you know, notable. You might have a lot of planets in, in Sagittarius. You might have a lot of planets in Capricorn. You know, I mean, all of those things as opposed to, you know, another area of the chart. And, again, these are the dispositions that we see that come come through that. We also yeah. think you're right in that what this has done is it has brought in a, in a somewhat negative way, but the negative inevitably leads to the positive, yeah. in that it brought to surface the value of astrology and, and it's got people talking about it again. Yes, and that's what we need now. We just need the astrologers out there to to help people get through the first hurdle, and that's you know helping them understand that they are more than their birth sign. You know, and that's 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 the most common problem that a lot of the public um, have. You know, they don't understand that we have the moon in a, a different sign than our sun sign, and while we may let's say, for instance, be Geminis, or we may have the sun in Geminis. Those two terms are synonymous with one another. Um, you know, we may be chatty. We may um, like to talk to people, but the moon represents our needs and our right. place of comfort. And for someone with the moon of Pisces, and, you know, I'm talking about my chart because I understand myself best, but someone with the moon in Pisces, they need to kind of get away from people and and to sometimes sleep and dream and be in a situation of right. solitude in which they don't deal with anyone. You know, they just right. low in, 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 with life in general, listen to music, draw, do things like that. And I think that that's where people begin to understand, okay, this is why I'm different from my sister who's also a Libra or a Gemini. You know, this makes sense. Now I understand that my needs are not her needs or that I don't... Right. I'm not concerned with what she's concerned with, with um, Mercury, you know, the Mercury placement, or 
I don't relate to the people she relates to. I don't feel that I should associate with these individuals based off of the Venus position and placement in a chart. And I think that that's what needs to be introduced next. You know, that's what people need to hear. They need to hear the whole um, blueprint. You know, all the pieces that come together to make up an individual um, based on you know the the chart itself and the ascriptions to the zodiac signs and the planets. All right. Well, I talked a whole lot. <laughs> so. Well, that was good. It was appreciated, and you brought up some very valid points. So, no, I appreciate the call. Absolutely. It's. Uh, I didn't. I, I didn't mean to talk so much on and on. I tend to do that. That's all right. That's what I have. One of my um, one of my closest friends is Gemini, and she's my casino buddy. And uh, <laughs> we go to the casino once a month together, and. Uh, I drive with her there sometimes, and I always laugh because she'll talk on and on in great detail about things. And I actually, as a Sagittarius, like I actually like that. Um, I think my uh, the Sagittarian part of me always sort of wants to get to a deeper meaning and a point. In that sense, that's where I, you know, and then you know we we go all over the map. In that sense, but I have to say I always appreciate her attention to detail uh, because I, you know, I tend to think a lot of Gemini's do have very brilliant minds in that sense to to detail. I, you know, I I get I get bored fairly easily in that sense. So uh, it's always (laughs) me holding there. Well, no, but I, yeah, do appreciate your I do appreciate your comments and I think you were really helpful in explaining a lot to people today. So thanks for calling. Oh well, it was your show that spawned it, so thank you, Jim. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. Finish up. We got a few more minutes here, so I want to make a couple of final points. And again, Dionysus. Did I say that correctly this time? Dionysus. Yeah, the Greeks say Dionys- it like that. I'm getting closer. Dionysus. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for calling in. All Take right. Care. Have a great one, buddy. You too. All right. So yes, very very uh, helpful information there too for for everybody listening. And you know, we've had some people popping in and out of the chat room. I had a few other callers, but they hung up um, and don't feel like you did cause any of that. People do that all the time. They'll hang only on for a minute or two and then they run. Anyway, the show always gets archived, so a lot of people I know had told me they were interested in this subject, and we'll probably catch it when we go into the archives. So we've got a couple more minutes here, so I want to finish off a few points here about all this astrology stuff. In a nutshell, again, we can, um, we can, you know, a lot of people are, are stressing about this a little bit or a little bit confused about it. You know, what my suggestion is, is absolutely check out the new information, you know, look at it. Um, but um, I think uh, a gentleman I just talked to really brings up a very, very valid point. You know, what we've been using does really, really work actually very, very well. And it isn't that we shouldn't open ourselves up to to new information, but he's right that we're really looking at it from this perspective here on the Earth in that sense, and that's what astrology is. I mean, if you lived on another planet, your astrology would be different. You know, astrology would be somewhat different on Mars or in another solar system or any of these other dynamics as well. But what astrology is in a nutshell is really it's, it's a study and a way of understanding who you are and your unique focuses and um, and your dispositions. I always like to give people the quick, I'm going to give everyone the quick little nutshell so um, of, of basic astrology, remembering that, you know, your birth sign anyway is only simply your sun sign. So we have moon signs and Mercury signs, Venus, Mars, Uranus, Jupiter, all that good stuff. So that's one of the reasons that there's tremendous benefit in talking to an astrologer 
who can cohesively look at your chart because he or she will help you to understand all the different pulls and elements within your chart. But let me give everyone in the couple of minutes that we have my quick little nutshell of what I found. You know, each sign kind of has its purpose in that sense. So, you know, Aries um, really, in essence, is the, the, you know, the baby of the zodiac. It's the, the first sign. So it's just, Aries people have the strength of being the initiators, the starters, the willingness to be eccentric and move into new and unique territory. Uh, you know, in the negative side, you know, Aries people often feel like they have to overcome a lot in that sense, uh, and they often do. Uh, sometimes they perceive life as a challenge. Uh, tourists, we begin to step into the, the gardeners. The um, Taurus is looking at security and comfort and stability and often is very good at creating it. I sometimes jokingly say Taurus's symbol should be a baked potato as opposed to the bull uh, because the Taurus is strong urge to look for comfort. Um, so Taurus's strength, of course, is in its ability to nurture, to take care of, to to solidify in that sense. On the negative side, tourists can struggle. Tourists can struggle with detachment and taking things personally sometimes a little too much. Uh, Gemini comes along, and we step into information, exchange of ideas, learning, knowledge, uh, communication at the highest possible level. Um, so Gemini's often excel in these areas. Uh, where there can be difficulty can be with um, being drawn and pulled in multiple directions for Gemini. In that sense, uh, sense of steadiness and not getting pulled all over the place. You know, also Gemini has really come to look at the duality of life, the, the, the dark and the light, to recognize how it coexists. I've got three minutes, so I'm going to talk through these fast. Cancer's looking at the stability of the home and the family, of, of settling in, of, of security at an, in, in the emotional body sense. Uh, cancers can sometimes struggle with discernment. Leo comes along and wants to shine and wants to be seen and wants to be creative and wants to be recognized for the greatness, Leos love to be givers. They want to, they want to be seen as the big lion in that sense. Uh, our president is a Leo. Uh, Leos, of course, will sometimes struggle with uh, humility. Uh, Leos will get knocked down once in a while in that sense, and then have to pick themselves back up. Not an easy process, but part of their growth. You know, Virgo steps us into health, maintenance of the body, healing, uh, breaking things down, pulling them apart, and putting them back together again. So Virgos have a excel in in um in uh fixing things in that sense uh virgo's struggle of course is with um with uh criticism sometimes being too critical of the self and other people libra's the side of the scales the balancer the harmonizer the urge to kind of harmonize balance keep everything in 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 a balanced karmic order in that sense so Libras are often want the world to be a good, nice place and sometimes get a little bit more of their share of difficulty to deal with in that sense because of that uh, that quality. You know, Scorpio comes along and Scorpio looks at the deeper elements of life, uh, power, having it, not having it. Uh, Scorpio struggles sometimes with the animal side in that sense and has to sometimes work to overcome that in that sense. And that's Scorpio's process, which is a lot about purpose. Then we have Sagittarius, uh, and Sag is about exploring and traveling and expanding ideas and play and and uh, uh, seeing as much as they possibly can and illumination and truth. And Sagittarius is struggle with restraint, keeping their mouths shut on occasion, uh, knowing when to keep it keep it quiet. <laughs> uh, Capricorn, uh, we look at structure and stability and climbing up the ladder and the willingness to work hard for gold. 
struggle for Capricorn, of course, is with uh, fear and being taking on too much burden and being overly concerned with society's perceptions. Aquarius stretches our eccentricity and our ability to think at an evolved level and uh, step above the crowd and overcome the lower elements of, of self, which, of course, is their struggle, which is warmth, learning how to not oh, sidestep the deeper, lower elements of ourselves to and recognize their value. I is a sign of absolute um, ability to see God in everything. Pisces are truly compassionate and have a level of understanding that others do not sometimes get. And uh, Pisces' struggle, of course, is with the recognition of collecting the sorrow, the perception that sorrow is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes we have to look at it and absorb it somehow and even to transform it, which is often Pisces' job. Okay. Those my, that's my quick little synopsis. My show is only 45 minutes, so I'm signing off here. Okay, folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, special thanks to Dionysus. I, I think I might have got it right finally at the end. And uh, everyone else who has been in the chat room or called in to talk, I appreciate all of your comments and your insight. This is Jim Ventura. I'll be back here again next Thursday for another show. Uh, you can get check out my website if you want information on any of my books or personal sessions and all that good stuff. And as always, have an awesome day, and thank you for tuning in to Snake Oil Radio. Cheers.